0: He is the God of the fourth dimension. What? He revealed himself to men that he created in three parts. God formed man of the dust of the ground. God breathed, say breathed, breath, wind. There are seven winds of God. God is described in all seven winds. The breath of God is the wind of God. So when your Bible says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep and God said, I don't know what you imagine, but what happened was a wind. In fact, seven winds began to blow. Now, when you get over into the new covenant, he says, That the wind blows and listeth where it will, and you do not know where it came from or where it's going. You only know the effect of the wind. Are are you listening? Are you sure? Shove somebody and say, are you really listening? Are you really, really listening? So God created you and I in a three-dimensional world that's the reason his revelation to us is spirit soul and body father son holy ghost outer court inner court holy of holies Gabriel Lucifer Michael the number of God's perfection is the number three because God chose to make man in his image. Man is a reflection of God. Are you with me so far? Okay, so here's a cube. This cube is three dimensions. You can perceive that, can't you? It has height, it has width, and it has depth. Now, God created man in his image, your day. In the image of God, we were created. But the word image is not complete. The word image is a reflection. You with me so far? Because you're not God and you're never gonna be God. Did that shock anybody? Because if you were God, you wouldn't need God, and God is not going to create a world for you that makes him unnecessary. Tweet that. Are you hanging with me? I said, tweet that. God is not going to create a world for you where you have no need of prayer, where you have no need of worship, where you have no need of intimacy with him. But since most folk not saved, they don't realize that, because most folk just made a decision. I'm gonna try again. Most folk just made a decision. What's a decision? The great, the great Leonard Ravenhill said, "I sincerely doubt that five percent of the entirety." of evangelical churchgoers in church on Sunday morning. I've never shared this on a Sunday morning, so I think I will. That even 5% of them are truly born again. Now don't feel criticized because you are only a product of your environment. You are a product of what you perceive you can perceive three dimensions. You can perceive all three of them. Height, width, depth, can't you? All right, if you can perceive that, then your understanding is enlightened by what you perceive. So since God created you in a three-dimensional world and made you three-dimensional, spirit, soul, and body, you have to remember that he made you a reflection, not a copy. See, we got a whole lot of church folk don't think they have any need of God because they have reduced God by what they have perceived. This is the problem, if you will, and I say that word very cautiously because I don't want you to misunderstand my intention, but there is a problem with the incarnation. Okay, so some of you lost already. Google it. Incarnation since most of you haven't been taught, and I'm speaking to a much broader audience right now, many, many millions of people, in fact. And what you've been trained in is a gospel, but not the gospel. Because preachers don't preach the gospel anymore. They preach humanism. Your best this, your better that. How you can prosper. How you can get a better house. How you can get a prettier wife. Make sure you go to the gym. Be a vegan. I got a string on my right leg. The way it is. So, Where was I before I was so rudely interrupted? Huh? Okay, humanism. Humanism. Now watch me. This is the problem of the incarnation because men are ruled by their senses. They are primarily ruled by what they see or perceive. However, if you think you can understand God by perception, you could sooner see the wind. So what do we do? God sent his only begotten son, right? And what what did the disciples say? We wanna see the Father. Show us the Father, the Father. We wanna see the Father. And Jesus said, suffice it to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But now that's the problem with the incarnation. Because you can't see beyond your perception. Dear God in heaven. I said, you can't see beyond your perception. That's a reason you don't need to be a Roman Catholic, and I'm not offending anybody if you've got one on. You don't need to wear a crucifix with Jesus hanging on it. Do you know why? He's not there. That's what, that's what God the Father thought of flesh. He said, I'll crucify that mess. I will put it to death so that I can teach them how to crucify their flesh. You ain't going to hear this on your local Christian television station. God despises your flesh. So cover some of it up. If you're a woman and you're going to be on a platform, look like a woman. Don't look like you're going to walk the streets somewhere. and nobody wanting to see your flesh, there's too much of it anyway. And men are worse. If I see one more so-called preacher posing on some beach somewhere with his shirt off, ain't nobody got no time for that. <laughs> I don't want to see your six-pack. That's not the power I'm looking for. Show me how many devils you cast out. Show me how many souls you've won. Show me how many widows. Instead of showing me your... What's that called? Bentley. I couldn't care less about your dumb Bentley. That's a hunk of mess same as the Chevy, same as the Ford, same as the Mercedes. What are you enamored by that stuff for? Oh, look at my house, look at my car. As if that makes you somebody in the kingdom. Every pimp in Columbus got a Bentley. Come on, man, get rid of your stupid flesh chasing after stuff you'd have a whole lot more stuff if you'd stop chasing stuff and start chasing shout i want to find him i want to know him in the year king uzziah died i saw the lord high lifted up and the train of his garment Build the temple. You want your temple filled? You got to get a new revelation of the God you serve. He's not a pimp. You young ladies, instead of chasing some guy's biceps, want not you chase an anointing? I got news for all of them. All that stuff eventually going south. We ought to take care of the temple of God. It's the, or the, or or, or our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. But see, we don't even understand that. Be seated.
1: I'm
0: I'm just, are you okay? Are you okay? You want to go higher? You want to go deeper? You want to go wider? Are you tired of your relationship with God being an inch deep and five miles wide? Wouldn't you like it to be five miles deep? uh, Isaiah had been prophesying for over 20 years when Uzziah died. But for the first time, he saw him he saw what could not be perceived for no man can see God said Moses lest he die you can't see spirit you can see the effect of it when that cancer drop off your body that was him when that bill gets paid that's him Haven't you ever been just been going through your day? I've gone through my day two days ago, and I just stopped and started laughing. Because I was like, that was you. I got you. I see what you're doing. See him, Right? Now be seated. Be seated now. Don't let me go. If you're taking medicine at 11.30, you got two minutes. Hmm? No, thank you. All the way from Haiti, that voice came. I've got to get some of this in you. you got to quit living this up and down, in and out Christian life. You've got to stop, stop being satisfied with the current low-keyed, self-satisfied, disgruntled form of Christianity. What do you mean he'd been prophesying for 20 years? and did not know God. Well, most churches see that every week. Because they got playboys instead of prophets. Chasing flesh. The whole church is chasing flesh. I was asked to preach somewhere Three minutes after I got there, I said, I'd like to get out of here. Because first of all, the so-called preacher was way too in touch with his feminine side. Don't you understand? You have to counteract the world. Don't you understand that for the last 20 years That world out there has tried to teach your little boys to be little girls. I didn't play with Barbie nor Ken. Ken might have been more dangerous. I'm tired of it. I'm weary with it. Wasn't a woman in the place. You could have squeezed everybody there and not got three drops of estrogen. But little boys running around everywhere. Let me shine your shoes. Let me polish your nails. Go get some dirt under your nails. all manicured and eyebrows, trimmed like a peacock, strutting around like a bany rooster. You don't know what a bany rooster is. I've had it. I've had it. God didn't raise me from the dead to placate that mess. Where was I? Oh, in the the year King Uzziah died. Isaiah chapter 6 is where I am. I saw the Lord prophesied for 20 years. But when Uzziah died, the connection of the generational anointing was broken. He had been prophesying under Uzziah's anointing, not his. Now Uzziah's died and Isaiah is alone and he's feeling it and he says something has to happen or if God is not real for me right now I'm quitting. I'm walking away. Some of y'all need to get to the place where if God doesn't become real to you, you might just as well walk away now because you will eventually. Oh, you quiet now. Oh, I know it's the truth. Look at it. I saw the Lord. Isaiah sat out. To seek God. What? Notice in there. There's no place listed where Uzziah went to church. God didn't save you to go to church. You should go to church. You should not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is and even the more so as you see that day approaching. That's not the point. God did not save you to sit on a pew. God did not save you to try to be a better person. No, I should say, God does not want to save you and leave you in a condition where you have to be trained to pray. Did you have to get trained to breathe? Did you have to get trained to scream? You came out the womb screaming. Well, how come you didn't come out the born again womb praying? Because you didn't get born again, that's why. God's bigger than we preached Him. Greater than we prophesied. He's broader than we've imagined broader than we perceive this is the problem with the incarnation incarnation God Emmanuel God with us because the concept's hard for us to get anyway because he was not just God and he was not just man he was all God and all man that's hard for us to grasp but it is the reality are you with me you are not all God and all man. And you never will be. So, what we do, we look at Jesus. Right? A form like us that we could relate to. How come we don't ask? How come nobody makes a bracelet? W, w Let me get it. W W. You know those bracelets? W W J D. What would Jesus do? Why don't we make one? That says w, w God do. Because we don't understand the Godhead. We don't understand. And because we don't understand it, we are powerless. I'm trying. Are you with me? Okay. So here is God. Not humanity deified. Not deity humanized. All God. All man conceived of a virgin, which you were not. Conceived of the Holy Ghost, which you were not. I was born January the thirteenth, nineteen fifty-seven. Don't figure it up. I'm six to two and breaking through. Right. But now, wait a minute. That's not my story. That's when I was born of the flesh. Eight years later, in a little one-room church building with a dirt floor and wooden seats with no backs on them and a 45-watt light bulb hanging down because we couldn't afford a 100-watt one there were 18 people in the building and a woman preaching that we didn't believe in. Because we were Baptists and we knew better than that stuff. But there was an anointing. a woman, whew, she was preaching under an unction. I couldn't tell what was different, but I knew something was different. I felt stuff. She opened up the altar for 18 people. I tugged on my mama's dress. That's back when women wore some, sometimes. Don't lose your femininity, either. You don't need to be looking like a washerwoman all the time. Get some jeans What don't have no holes in them. So, I talked to my mama, I said, Mom, I want to go to the altar. She said, why? She didn't go, oh, come on, honey. They'll probably put the camera on you. There wasn't none of that. And there wasn't nobody in a hurry. Well, you know, Pastor Rod, modern church statistics show us that if you want the church to grow you must only have a 45 minute to one hour and 15 minute service because people's attention spans are so slow how come not slow at a football game how come it not slow at a concert i went to a concert charge me $360 to sit down. They had the warm-up group of the warm-up group of the warm-up group. They told me I had to get there at five o'clock because I had special tickets and I got to be in the room with a celebrity, I'm gonna get you all some special tickets so you can be in the room with a God who created you. I'm about to run. Oh, if you unlace my shoes, I'd be raptured right now. And nobody complains about that. Nobody complains this movie is entirely too long. Nobody complains about the $7 it cost you to get in there to watch somebody damn the name of the God you say you serve. This one. This is one of my preacher gauges back here. This is one of my pastoral gauges. How long you been here?
1: Thirty-three years.
0: Thirty-three years. Am I doing okay? You're doing
1: an awesome job. You, you like this? I love it. You do?
0: This is pretty good.
1: Yes, it's
0: good. So you give me what grade?
1: Oh, A plus. A plus.
0: I had an A plus today. Sometimes he say eh, maybe a C. You didn't think it was going to be free to live like this, did you? Huh? You didn't think everything was going to pop up petunias and turn up tulips, did you? You didn't think they'd all love you and pat you on the back and say how wonderful it is to you? The devil is a liar. Where am I? What am I doing? What was I doing? See, everybody hears. The man speaks and everybody hears what they need. Concert. I'm at the concert. Concert. I get to see the star. They got a rope. And get to them. I get to look at them for $360. And they didn't look near as good, non airbrushed. I don't know whose body they superimposed on the girl, but it wasn't the same woman. I'm telling you that right now. I ain't lying. $36. Then they take you somewhere. You got to wait an hour to go get to your seat. Then once you get to your seat, they got 75 announcements about more concerts. Then the first act comes on. Somebody croaking like a toad nobody ever heard of. And you gotta sit there through that. And everybody sits there. I had to be there at five o'clock. She took the stage at ten thirty. That's right. Ten thirty. 17 747 airplanes and 20 semi-trucks to set up the stage. Is that what you're chasing? I got players over here just make sure that's not what you're chasing. You going to give me a kiss or not? You got a new song ready for me? What's it called?
1: Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. Want to sing the chorus? Oh, it's already on. (laughs) How old are you? How old are you? Six. I said, you want to sing the chorus of it for me? She said, it's on iTunes. Somebody clap and get happy! Oh God, we can only go to church for an hour and 15 minutes because cause the, cause the backside, the brain can only endure but the backside can endure. Well, some of you got no problem. you got a lot of cushion going on there. Just ease in. What a bunch of nonsense. What a bunch of nonsense. Do you think that you possess, know, understand, comprehend, perceive everything about God there is to know? Do you have an insatiable hunger for the Word of God? I can tell you that for the last three months, my wife and children are like, Dad, could you come spend a little bit of time with us? You're up there in that bird peak with the Word. I can't get away from it. I have to pray. I don't try to pray, I have to try to stop. Because when I was eight years old and I tugged on my mama's dress tail, she didn't say, Oh, yes, you're going to be a preacher. She said, Why do you want to go to the altar? Do preachers ever ask that? Well, first of all, they don't call them the altar to with. Most of them taking the altar out of the church. Why don't you take the cappuccino machine out? Make room for the altar. Oh, you know, see, you already see, culture's got a hold of you right now. But what do you mean? In order to have a growing church, you've got to have a cappuccino machine. I had a growing church and couldn't pronounce cappuccino. What are you talking about? Chasing the flesh. Make them comfortable. Give them the light show. Don't speak harshly. Don't ever mention their money. You know how you can tell if somebody is dead? Stick a pin in them. Stick a pin in them. If they squall, they weren't dead. It's the same way with conviction. People complain about what they're convicted of. Reproof is never an issue to the obedient. What? So she said, okay. She said, why do you want to go? I said, because I'm a sinner. Ooh, how often do you hear that? Sin, why you'll never grow a church mentioning sin. No, because the church is too busy. When Ezekiel prophesied to those dead dry bones, when they came together and made a whole bunch of noise, he went on Facebook Live showing the crowd, counting corpses. But the Spirit had not breathed on them. Oh, it's quiet in here. I said the Spirit had not breathed on them. The Spirit... That fourth dimension. You've lost, I've lost you, haven't I? So I'm in the altar because they had one. They didn't have a light show. They didn't pay entertainers to come play in the band that were in the club the night before. You want to grow strong? Okay, that was really, really weak, I guess I'm done here. The purpose of the modern preacher is not to entertain the goats, it's to lead the sheep. Teach the sheep, train the sheep. This is not a recreation room, this is a battlefield. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. don't count corpses around. Here's the army of God. So they said to me, Miss Paula, here's what they did to me. Uh, I was eight years old and they had me down there like this. I preached in a major church and I knelt down. If I told you the name, you don't fall off your pew. And I knelt down, and all over their social media after that was how disrespectful I was that I got on my knees in their great church. This is what's happening. See, you're not aware of it. This is what Christianity has become. No revelation. A bunch of little quips. Can I just tell you, just go right ahead, preacher, with your little Instagram, Twitter quips that are all so similar that none of them are inspirational, revelatory. I mean, if you're going to take up space, say something. Say something. Huh?
1: Telling the truth. Say it again. You telling the truth. I like that.
0: You want to go with me tonight? All right. I wish somebody would. I wish somebody would. Well, I'm going to see. They got on one side, Sister Gillicuddy that bun. I'm not sure what was in it. You know, on the other side, sister, yay, yay. Hey, hey. One was rubbing my head, and the other one was rubbing my back. One on, I'm telling the truth. One hollered,
1: hold on, Rod! hold on. Oh, God help him. Hold on.
0: <laughs> One on the other side. Yeah. Let go roll, let go. I didn't know whether to hold on or let go. <laughs> they prayed with me for about an hour and 15 minutes. I was eight years old. Show me a preacher that'll pray with an eight-year-old for an hour and 15 minutes. But I'm here today, because I prayed through. Are you with me? I said I prayed through. My question is, have you? I got up, they stuck that little Sure, 88 corded microphone up in my mouth. They said, What do you feel, son? What do you feel? They always made you testify. Well, I'm raised in eastern Kentucky, and I I know what a number three wash tub is. A number three wash tub is what is called a bathtub. How do you get the water? You get it out the creek, you put it on the wood stove. You heat it, you put it in number three, wash tub. This is your bath. Now my mama did not go to the Kroger store to buy her soap. And it sure enough was not Dove Beauty Bar. She made it, hog fat, lye soap. Everybody under 50s went, what? Lye soap, it would get you squeaky clean by removing the first three layers of skin from your body. Oh yeah. You come out of there. In the summertime, I do get a little tan. I'd get one of those baths. I'd come out pink as a poodle. Pink. Clean, though. They said, How do you feel? I said, The only way I know to describe it is I feel on the inside like I've had one of Mama's life so bad. I feel clean. And can I tell you, I felt clean ever since. Nobody had. I didn't have to get another dose. I didn't have to get another dip. Wasn't anybody sent me a letter? Wasn't anybody sent some staff member to follow up on me? They didn't have to call me. I got something. Be seated. Three, three proposals to you. number one when where's my cube run son you skinny enough thank you you are made in the image of God a reflection of God if you take a three-dimensional object and you put it up to a light it will cast a shadow because it has substance. But when the shadow is cast, watch me, one dimension disappears. So when God created you, he created you with a missing dimension that he possesses that you do not because if he had not made you a little lower than not angels a little lower than God then you would have been God and had no need of God you are not a duplicate you are a reflection you are not a sun you are a moon you didn't hear a word I just told you I'm here to reflect his glory. Don't get your eyes on me because he will not share his glory with any man. How many of y'all want to see something on a man or woman that's not the man or woman? How'd you like to have something on you, in you, through you, by you that is not you? I want to run. Shout! So God be so God told Ezekiel, prophesy to those bones now. Prophesy to those bones. They came together. The church loves that. We all connected. Look how many we've got. They dead, but Then God said, flesh came on those bones. Well, if that's not a description of the modern church, I don't know what is. Dead bones with flesh wrapped on them. All about the packaging. I suppose you could say that my pastor, or Brother Wigglesworth, or Katherine Koopman, were not the most attractive people to look upon. They probably would not have won Mr. America, or Miss Universe. But when they walked in a room, something was on them that wasn't on anybody else. Demons knew them. Brother Summerall said, when I take my foot off the last step of the airplane and put it down anywhere in this world, I'm in authority. So I'm going to run through this really quick. Because what we say is you need to make a decision for Christ, right? That's what we, we hear that all the time. We had uh, three make decisions for Christ. Did you hear what Blair told you? This year, 100 million people who are alive right now will end up in hell for eternity. What are we doing? What are we doing Just going to church. Sing songs, go to church. Sing songs, go to church. Go to church, sing songs. Listen to a motivational talk. A decision, my precious brother and sister, a decision is a conclusion after, is it up there? I saw everybody look up there. Oh, there it is. A conclusion after, those are the ghosts in the church. See them? Ghosts. Just dead bones with flesh wrapped around them. It is a conclusion after consideration. That's a decision. I pull up to McDonald's. And I have a decision to make. I would like chicken nuggets, or I would like a Big Mac, or I would like a quarter pounder with cheese. The menu's been the same for 50 years. Would you please order? When I'm behind you in the drive-thru. Sometimes I lose my sanctification and wish to God my horn was a gun. So I make a decision. I will have um, the Big Mac. Big Mac. I'm really hungry. In fact, I'm so hungry, I'm hangry. Huh? (laughs) You got to teach me that. Like you just have that in your DNA. I got to learn it. It's all right. Your hair is about seven inches shorter this week than it was last week. It it keeps going in and out of your head some way. I don't know what's going on with that, but miracle grow. Are you having a good time? So, you're hungry, you make a decision, and you're still hungry. No, not even a wrong decision. You made a decision. Because you make a decision to follow Christ and be just as spiritually empty as you were before you made the decision. Oh... So we take the next step and we make a confession. Now, anybody ever been in jail? God help the liars. You're gonna get put back in jail. Well, oftentimes, the Pope will ask you for your confession. A confession is a formal statement admitting guilt. So when you're in the line and the family of 42 in front of you, everyone with a different order and three separate checks, when you made your decision, now it's your time. You get up there in front of that thing. It's either, may I take your order, or may I take your order? And why are they always mad? Like, I'm sorry that I'm hungry, which gives you a job. I'm sorry you have to wait on me. So, (laughs) so, so then You get up there, you make a confession. I will have the Big Mac. Thank you very much. 942 dollars and 12 cents. So I made a decision and then I made a confession and I'm still hungry. I am not yet converted because a conversion, a conversion may take a minute. It may not be a little lay me down to sleep prayer. It may not be a 15 second confession because there's some junk in you got to get out. You got to dig down in that pocket of yours and get something what you have been holding on to that you think will give you life and you got to give that away so your order can be filled now you can begin eating your big mac a conversion is to change One thing's form to another. God's word says it this way. Any man be in Christ, old things have passed away. All things have become new to him. I don't have to have anybody teach me to love my wife. God in me loves my wife. I don't have to have anybody take me to the racial reconciliation seminar to get the root of racism out of me. The root of all sin got taken out of me. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I am washed clean by the blood of the Lamb of God. I am now eternally alive unto God but I'm not yet finished. What time is it? I got to get to Toledo by five. What time is it? Is it after 12? Oh Lord, do you turn into a pumpkin? (laughs) Watch now, watch now. So let's say you get born again. Let's say that happens. But God wasn't finished with Ezekiel. God said, prophesy again. (laughs) Just shove somebody, we'll only be here three more minutes and say, "Uh, there's more. And if you come back Sunday morning next week, he'll tell you what it is. He prophesied the second time To the wind. God is that spirit. You ready to be freaked out? I'm not supposed to say freaked out. Uh, You ready to be startled? (laughs) They told me that what I was saying wasn't proper, so I'll try to fix it. Where was I? Yeah, prophesy. Prophesy to what? Not the bones. To the wind. To the seven spirits of God. Then they stood up an exceeding great army. Because they got that second touch of the Spirit. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is not just so you can. That's not what it's about. There's a reason for that. I'll teach it to you on Wednesday night if you come. But 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 what? What he, that, is, that is an evidence of the Holy Spirit, but it is not the evidence of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The evidence of the infilling of the Holy Spirit is who you brought to church with you today. The evidence of the infilling of the Holy Spirit is how many people did you witness your faith to this week? Well, that's just not my ministry. No, 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 no. That's everybody's ministry. Everybody's. One last thing. Say the word God. Jesus. Lord. Lord. So when I was up there a while ago, I told you I was digging in to go to this meeting last night because the, the name of the church is Lord of Hosts. So I said, well, God might show me something about that. So I started digging into that. Well, it's actually the word Yahweh. Which is an English attempt at speaking a word in Hebrew that cannot be spoken because the ancient Hebrews felt the name of God too holy to even utter it from their tainted lips. That's why on the cross he took your name, your polluted name on his sinless lips and confessed you to the Father. Bless you, Jesus. So, to make it as condensed as I can, and still do it some justice. In Hebrew, there are no vowels. There are no vowels. Everything's consonants. So when they wrote the name of God, they wrote yod Hey, wah He. Later, about a thousand years later, some newer Hebrews began to pronounce it Yod-Heh-Vav-Heh. But the ancient is the correct Yod-Heh-Wah-Heh. So everybody say this with me. Say our vowels. Do you remember English class? Come on, Ashton. Yours cost about $9 million. So we'll let you give us, we'll let you give us the vowels, okay? Give us the vowels, honey. A-E-I-O-U. Everybody join in. And sometimes why?
1: Okay, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> okay, so, say them again. Okay, okay, why? So, A-E-I-O-U-Y. Watch. Watch. This time when you say them, think about the placement of your tongue. Does it touch your teeth? Does it touch the roof of your mouth? Do your lips close together? Does your tongue touch your lips? Do your lips touch each other? Say them. Why? Why do I have you do that? Because those are the only sounds that are made from the innermost part of a man, they represent spirit. There's no flesh. Spirit, air, breath, wind, Yahweh, 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 Spirit. God is that spirit. And he lives in you. So strange is this. That the Lord Jesus, I'm bringing you full circle now. That the Lord Jesus said... Now remember, he'd walked on the water to them. He'd multiplied the loaves and fishes in front of them. He'd gotten their tax money out of the mouth of a fish. He wiped the blindness from Bartimaeus' eyes, stopped the woman's issue of blood. He provided for them, he protected them. He taught them, he trained them. He lived where they lived, he ate where they ate. And now he says to them, okay, fellas, I have to do something for you. It's better for you, it's to your advantage that I, the God man, leave. It's to your advantage. Now, how wild is that? Can you imagine if you had Jesus living at your house like the real Jesus, living at your house. And he looks at you and says, look, I'm out of here, but it'll be better for you. It's like when your girlfriend breaks up with you, you know. Yeah. It'll be better for you. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's what he was saying to them, right? And they couldn't get it. They couldn't understand it. Because he said, if I go not away, the comforter will not come. He said, it's better for you right now than if the Lord Jesus Christ incarnate in flesh was sitting beside you. Because that Jesus did and had to leave you. But the Holy Ghost will never leave you. How big is your God? I said, get up on your feet. Ask your neighbor, how big is your God? Come on, shout it. How big is your God? Woo!
1: Hallelujah!
0: Every head bowed, every eye closed the most important 30 seconds of your eternity. It's a very simple question. Are you sure you're born again? Are you sure? I'm I'm sure at some point, virtually everyone in here has made a decision. I wanna follow Jesus. You've made a decision, I'd rather go to heaven than hell. I'd rather be blessed than cursed. You, You may have even made a confession. But deep inside, you've you've really not felt that you've become a new creature. You may feel powerless. The Word of God may not hold much interest to you. Prayer may be something that's hard for you to come by. have a deep assurance that if you died today or Jesus should come, you know beyond any doubt you'd be as sure for heaven as if you were already there. Maybe you've taken the first step, maybe you've made a decision. Maybe you've taken the first step, second step, maybe you've made a confession but have you truly been deeply irreversibly changed do you feel and know that you are a new creature because if you don't that's exactly what god wants to do for you right now right now right now i'm going to count to three and when i say three if that's you if that's you Quickly and boldly and bravely, with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. When I say three, shoot your hand up in the air. We're gonna pray. It'll be a little different prayer, but we're gonna pray and believe for God to do exactly that for you. Are you ready? Are you sure? On three, raise that hand. One, two, three. Raise that hand. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Leave it up. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Probably 50 folks with their hands raised. Let's right now all pray. Come on, let's pray. Lift both hands and cry out. I don't mean whisper, I mean cry out like your son just scored the winning touchdown of the Super Bowl. I mean cry out, I want you to say these words, Living God, God. come on, I can hear you stronger than that. Living Living God, I come before you with all that I am, spirit, soul, and body, you are my creator, I recognize Jesus as my Savior. And I ask you right now to come deeply into my heart. To let me be born again. I want to leave here today a new creature. I want to be changed by the power of the cross. Now just reach out to him and say, I receive it. Come on, tell him. Tell him, I receive it.